You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news update. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman here, along with my co-host. Cody Davis, and please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. It has been a quiet offseason so far for the Houston Texans, but it has not been a quiet offseason for the NFL in general. John, you this is something you've been talking about, and it seems like it is starting to, to heat up even more. These NFL players all want to vote no for the latest CBA deal. These next couple of weeks are going to be very crucial. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's why. If we have to agree to this for the next 10 years, then we're going to see, and I say generation because I believe, at least athletic-wise, when we look at sports, every five years, I think, is a new generation of players. We're going to see two new generation of players. And, oh my gosh, I think it's needed. You know, not to get too much into it because we talked about it yesterday. And I can talk about the CBA and what I think it means for the players until I'm blue in the face. But they're going to have two generations of players come into the league in the next 10 years, not to mention the players that have already been here. And I think selfishly, the NFL has to not selfishly, selflessly, I'm sorry, needs to take a step back and understand. Like I mentioned yesterday with the product and talent, it's only getting better and better. Trevor Lawrence comes out next year, and he's regarded as the the best prospect at quarterback, the most perfect prospect at quarterback since Andrew Luck. He comes out next year. No NFL team wants to miss out on the chance of having him. But the 50-50 split, the 17 games, everything that we can look at with the CBA is holding the teams and the players, the owners, everybody back. I'm expecting a lockout in some capacity. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Along with J.J. Watt, the latest superstar to come out and vote against, well, not vote against, but express their displeasure for this new CBA deal has been Russell Wilson. Wilson tweeted on yesterday, the NBA and the MLB are doing it right. Players come first. All NFL players deserve the same. We should not rush the next 10 years for today's satisfaction. I vote no. Absolutely. I agree. Don't rush. If you're not, listen, if you're not completely satisfied and if you cannot go in bed at night and say, you know what? I'm happy with the deal we struck. Don't rush. And that's coming from Russ. So don't Russell Wilson. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't Russell Wilson get it? Uh, maybe not. Who cares? John, you over here trying to become a rapper? 
No, nah, just a little bit of a comedian. You know, I like to crack <laughs> jokes every now and then. Uh, but some Texan news. We got to talk about what's going on. You know, we, Bill O'Brien had the combine presser Tuesday. And yesterday we spoke about, which is what we really needed to speak about, the move to finally give up play calling to Tim Kelly. So that's what we discussed yesterday, along with the CBA. That's what we ended the show off with. Happy to start the show off with it today. But there's also some other areas that Bill O'Brien touched on in their press conference that we can discuss today. Also, Cody, did we talk to some guys at a certain position that isn't really high on the priority list, but it's an area of the team that we have a decision to make? Yes, along with passing on the play calling duties, the Houston Texans might be moving on to what they possibly might do in the NFL draft. So we're going to talk about that and a couple of players that they have their eyes set on. and. What that means for one veteran player who was an important piece to this Houston Texans team in 2019. So we know with combine scouting, you look at the course of however many games, 11, 12 for college teams that they play in the 2019-2020 season. You really assess what the team and in our case, the Texans need in every area of this team to improve. And we've talked about defensive line. Am I right? That has been the, the conversation. What do we do at edge? What do we do at inside defensive linemen? Because right now, it seems like DJ Reader may not return. What do we do at cornerback? Those have been the question. But we also look around and what do we have to expect this upcoming offseason? They want to get a deal done with Deshaun Watson. They want to get a deal done with Laramie Tunsil. Two very important areas on the offense. We also have to acknowledge, well, Lamar Miller missed the entire year last year with an ACL injury. Carlos Hyde had a very good year last year. His very first 1,000 rushing yard season with his first year with the Texans, but he's also up in age. So what do you do there with running back? And the Texans also had a chance at the combine to informally and formally meet with a couple of running backs. Cody, let's let the listeners know who the Texans met with at the combine at the running back position, a position where I feel like if you believe there's a true upgrade, go ahead and make that selection. And one of those players that the Texans met with was Maryland running back Anthony Metfarland. This is a guy... Looking at his numbers and from the videos I've seen, he seems like he's going to be the type of running back that Duke Johnson is, which is not a knock against McFarlane nor Johnson. But at the end of the day, if you have one player and, and he's a vet at what he's already doing, why go out and draft a, a guy that's going to be the same type of player? McFarlane caught 17 passes for 126 yards in, in 11 games for Maryland. And he also carried the ball 114 times and rushed for 614 rushing yards with eight touchdowns. Once again, he seems like a, 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 a solid dual running back. But if you already have a guy that is the same type of player as McFarlane, why go out and, 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 and draft this guy? There's another guy that the Texans have interviewed. And, John, you might know who that player is. Yes, I absolutely know who you're talking about. And that's Cam Ackers from Florida State. But with them, they had an informal meeting. 
Now, before I even get into who Cam Eckers is, let me break this down for you guys. Informal meetings are one thing, right? There's no limit on how many informal meetings a team can have with the 337 attendees. Now, clubs are only limited to 45 formal meetings at the combine. However, teams are only allowed to have 45 formal meetings at the combine, and that's what the Texans are scheduled to have with Cam Ackers tomorrow. Informal meetings, it consists of a position coach. Formal meetings have more than 10 personnel, sort of a group discussion type of interview. Now, Cam Ackers out of Florida State, he rushed for over 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns on 243 carries. I'm sorry, 231 carries uh, in a very, very forgettable 7-6 season for Florida State. He missed the final two games due to injuries. And we know the Texans have a decision to make at running back with their top two running backs, Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde, both out of contract and set to hit free agency on March 18th. So the Texans are looking at one thing. And you ask the question, why go out and get a young pup when you already have an older vet that they have a very similar game to? Well, I'll say this. When you're going to be invested in your quarterback like they're going to be, one thing that you have to continue to provide around your quarterback are weapons. Plain and simple. I don't think Duke, Duke Johnson is ever going to be, and this is no disrespect to him, because I, I would actually like to see Duke Johnson be an every down back or majority down back because of how great he really can run the ball, even with his small size and stature. Duke Johnson can really hit the hole, and he's averaging around 4.5, 4.6 yards per carry. But the reality of it is it hasn't happened so far. I don't see it happening in the near future where he's a majority or every down back. So you, you want to go ahead and get your younger guy in at the running back position. But it's never going to hurt to bring in talent that can really do damage when you want to make sure your quarterback has every opportunity to succeed. Now, in this draft, with limited draft picks, unless you scoop one up in the seventh round, because you're, you're, you're going to have at least three seventh-round picks, you currently have five the Houston Texans, and the NFL will grant you three more compensation picks. There's no need to reach for a running back early on unless you feel this is a can't-miss prospect at the pick you're getting him at. Now, both of the top two running back options, like I said, Hyde and uh, Miller, they're going to hit free agency. I don't see Miller returning. I see a scenario where Carlos Hyde returns, but they feel like they have a very good talent that just slipped through the cracks throughout the entire draft at running back, then I'm okay with you going out there and get them. However, running back positions right now, especially for this team, it's not a priority, so don't force it to be one. But they won't. They want it all. They're going to do their due diligence. The Texans have been good at scouting. Look at what they got last year. They got Max Sharpen in the later rounds. In the second round, they got uh, Lonnie Johnson in the second round. They've been able to do their due diligence with scouting. This is all it is. I don't see this, you know, really playing too much effect into uh, what they're going to do is a draft, especially with the two running backs coming out of college we just named. 
And that's my concern with the Texans going out and making it known that they're interviewing two running backs. It's not Johnson that I'm worried about. It's Carlos Hyde. And this is a guy in Carlos who basically had a career year, ran for his first 1,000 rushing yards. You know how valuable he was to this team. He is a free agent. And, John, you made a good point. You have your franchise quarterback, and this is a team that wants to win now. Why gamble on the situation where you're going to take a young pup, a running back, when you know me, the, the, the whole entire draft, no matter if you're the first pick or the last pick, the whole entire draft is a gamble. Why risk the opportunity to let one of your best players of, of the past season walk away in free agency and draft one of these upcoming running backs when you know on the other side of the ball you have multiple holes you need to fill. And you know so good and well they're not going to be able to fill every single one of those holes on a defensive side in free agency. But uh, here's where I'm standing. I don't think it'll be a priority. The Texans did not make it known. It just, that's news that has to be known. So it's not like, oh, hey, look, guys, we're interviewing a running back. It's just, okay, well, the Texans informally and formally Schedule running back uh, interviews, and here's news. I, I think it's interesting news. I think it's news that we need to talk about because the reality is going into free agency, we're going to potentially be down two running backs. Miller and Hyde are going to hit the free agent market, at least for some sort of hours at the earliest, because I don't see a deal getting done before the actual free agency hits. We're only going to have you know, Duke Johnson to name that a name that everybody knows, a productive name uh, in uh, Taiwan Jones. So it's interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation. What will they do with that position to boost that position? But listen, nobody says they're going to draft a running back. Because, as we know, there are going to be a lot of undrafted running backs to slip through the cracks. They're not going to go. And if they do get drafted, they can be late seventh-round picks. The thing about running back is all you need is a really good preseason to show you belong on a roster. And that's all I'm expecting. Seventh round with three extra uh, picks, you're going to get, I think, a couple, two seventh-round picks in that, I believe, or whatever the case is. Yeah, go ahead and get one if you feel like, oh, we, we remember this guy. We did our, our scouting report. He hits the hole well. He's good between the tackles. He's, he's good at catching out of the backfield. He's a decent blocker. You know, he just maybe didn't have the exposure. Or the, the talent pool right now for the entire draft is so big, he just slipped all the way down. Okay, well, I'm okay with taking him there. But I'll be damned if I see a running back taking it with those first two picks when we know the issues that need to be fixed on this team. And we also know that all of these issues are not going to be fixed in free agency. That is where, you know, I'm saying right now, that's not going to happen at all. But, John, let me ask you this. Um, You know, since we're talking about this running back situation, going back a couple of months ago when you talked to Lamar Miller, Everything that he told you in that interview, do you do you feel there is a chance or at least a possibility 
that the Texans will bring him back? Because if they bring him back, then what's going to happen with Carlos Hyde? I'm you pretty sure they're. Both. You won't have both. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure they are not going to. How can I put this? Keep both of them or pay both of them, as harsh as that sound. And I hate to see that happen to Lamar Miller because this was a guy who was a valuable piece to this team um, before his injury. And and I get it. It's a business. It's it's a tough situation. But, you know, just based off everything that he told you, um, I believe it was like two months ago. Do you feel like we have seen the end of Lamar Miller? And if so, how confident are you that Carlos High is the is going to be the running back for this team, not just in 2020, but for at least the next two to three seasons. Uh, I'm honestly not confident in both results, but if I would have to choose what I'm more confident in, because of the age for both, because of, you know, Miller's coming off an injury, an ACL injury, Hyde is coming off his first 1,000-yard season. If I would have to pick who chooses, I mean, I'm sorry, who returns, I would have to go with Carlos Hyde. It's only logical. Uh, I, I think Miller would, you know, potentially like to return. I mean, he said it, so I'm only taking a man at his word. But logically, for the Texans, well, if we can kind of get you guys around the same price, because neither one of those guys are going to command very big contracts, I'm going with Carlos Hyde. Yes, there is a possibility at the end of the day, no matter which way you look at this situation, there might be a big change in the backfield, no matter if they're let Miller and high walking free agency if they keep one of those guys or if they just draft a a player who who ends up taking the reins over Duke Johnson as the starting running back you know there might be a small that that's a small possibility that there could be a change in the backfield but it don't matter what happened in the backfield we all know that there was a big change that took place on Tuesday Bill O'Brien gave up play calling duties to Tim Kelly something that when you look back on it 48 hours later, it's still kind of not not shocking in a way, but it's still kind of like, you know, damn, Bill O'Brien. Oh, he did it. He did it. Oh, look, he did it. He did it. He did it. It's, it's, like, it's like a comeback uh, uh, when, when teams are down big. And, oh, oh, oh they're, they're really doing it. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I don't want to talk about a team coming back because – I mean, that's the last time we saw the Texans play football. No. <laughs> Yikes. But Bill O'Brien, you know, at the press conference, you know, among numerous NFL head coaches and GMs, Bill O'Brien stands right in the middle with a Super Saiyan fusion because he is, in fact, a head coach and a GM. Um, you know, he answered a few questions, both from local and national national media on that Tuesday, he spoke about uh, his position and his relationship with Kelly, uh, Tim Kelly. And, you know, we talked about how they, they go back a long ways, all the way back to Penn State. O'Brien spoke about how he loves working with him, how great and how smart he is. And then we also know that 
uh, before the move to make Tim Kelly the official play caller, give up those duties to him uh, this offseason. The news that Romeo Cornell will be, however you want to say, taking the step, forcing out. It doesn't matter. He's still with the Texans in a different capacity. But Anthony Weaver, the defensive lineman coach, is now the D coordinator. And Bill O'Brien spoke about that. He just you know, went on to say that he's going to bring a lot of different ideas and creativity to our defense. And let me just pause really quick and speak on that. If it's executed the right way, meaning if you put your players that you know in the position to win, right? I don't I don't want to, and I'm sure the listeners think the same, I don't want to see a lot of creativity and lack of discipline. You know what I mean? So that's an area where it's going to be everything with this team right now is interesting to see because you are so close to slaying the Super Bowl champs. And so now the build back, how do you build and bounce back from actually being ready to slay the dragon? But uh, that's what O'Brien had to say about Weaver, who was promoted to D.C., and he will also continue to coach the defensive line with some help from assistant coaches. Bill O'Brien likes Weaver, uh, Weaver's knowledge, all of the information that he brings to a team with his experience in different schemes. He's also highly respected by his players. That's a plus. So not only did he get a new promotion, not only is he going to be the new D.C., but the players and coaching staff respects him enough that he needs to be there. I think that's what they feel. It was time. We analyzed who we had. We scanned our, our organization and our staff. We chose the best guy to make that jump to D.C. O'Brien also said his first NFL combine week as head coach and general manager won't be much different than the previous years with the help of his team led by director of personnel, Matt Berezigan, and director of college scouting, James Linford, on the personnel side. He also went on to say that we want both of those guys around for a long time. Who am I talking about? Of course, Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson, who can both get a contract extension this year. Lastly, he spoke about Titus Howard, who started eight games at right tackle as a rookie, spoke about how he's doing well and could return for the team's offseason workout program starting in April. And so that is some positive news Really throughout the press conference, I, I, I am, you know, truly happy that O'Brien is taking a step back and allowing guys to do what they need to do and working with the guys, working with his staff to be the best version, not only of himself, but if, he, if he's the best version of himself, then eventually I think it works out for the rest of the city and they can be the best version of the Texans. And right now, I'm trying to be the best version of myself, but the weather change right now is ridiculous. And so, guys, make sure you are staying warm when you need to stay warm. And I guess cool when you need to stay cool because the city of Houston is just, they still don't know what they want to do with weather-wise, and it's pissing me off. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Also, don't forget to follow Locked On Texas on Twitter as well. Go ahead. Follow everybody, engage, tweet us, talk crap. We want to hear what you have to say. The NFL Combine is here. Scouting reports, draft reports, free agency, 
organization crap that you want to get off your chest. Let us know how you feel. Cody. And please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Word from the wise. Man. No, seriously, just stay stay protected out there with the weather. Seriously. Uh, there's a lot of diseases going around. We know that the coronavirus is uh, hitting the U.S. And um, Ginger ale and crackers and Robitussin won't save everybody. Wash your hands, be safe, and stay out of people's face. I think that's good, good advice. Don't you think, Cody? Yeah, most definitely. Peace. Peace. are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.